Hello and welcome to Missomania. I don't have any creative intros this morning, so we're just going to jump right into it. Why do we pay attention when it's not considered a form of currency? Attention is more valuable than money. Time is expensive. The preciousness of time and attention needs to be recognized and appreciated. How are you spending this time and attention that you only have a limited amount of? What if they were represented as numbers? Today you have 10 to 12 hours left of attention to give. Each hour has 60 minutes, so about 600 to 720 minutes. How are we going to spend each one of them? And how many of the minutes and seconds and milliseconds will be wasted on negative self-talk and worrying about bullshit that doesn't matter? How many seconds are you craving bad foods or participating in negative habits? I'm spending my time counting time, checking clocks, and wishing I was anywhere else but here, since today I am working, <laughs> and wishing time would go faster is technically a waste of time because, you know, we only have so much of it. Productivity is a high expectation for most minutes of the day. Instead of being mad at yourself, though, for not being productive these last few minutes, give yourself a break. Breaks are productive in their own form. Just like we have to recharge our phones, we must recharge our own energy as well. So next time you're watching TV or scrolling on your phone, Acknowledge your use of this time as a version of productivity. I like to call it productivity for the self. You must give yourself the ability to separate and plug into electronics or books or staring at paint dry and consider this just as effective as productivity of cleaning or working or chores. Cutting yourself slack isn't going to make you a lazy slacker. Taking a nap isn't going to ruin your sleep schedule for good. Taking a moment to stop and sniff the roses, even if it makes you late, will probably be pretty rewarding in the grand scheme of your day. So, you decided that certain parts of your day are no longer serving you. You want to cut out the habits that make you not like yourself. What does this entail for your days? What are you going to do instead to bring yourself the pain relief and grief solution that the habits were poorly handling before? What will you drink instead of coffee and alcohol? What will you eat if not sugar and carbs? There are other options out there, but which will you choose and how will you keep choosing them? What will be your mantra when your cravings kick in? You have to think about all these things because choosing to restructure your neurological pathways won't happen overnight. Imagine your brain is like a snow-covered field. Every day, your brain has walked the same path, causing a path in the snow. This path is easy to walk through over and over because you've done it so many times before and it feels safe. Creating a new pathway will take lots of shoveling and practice and work before it starts to feel natural to choose this path rather than your old ones. What are some of the ways to survive a snowstorm? How can I reset my brain with a fresh coat of snow and reform the pathways without going back to old ones? It's hard to come up with new ideas, but they're out there 
I mean, if meal prepping isn't your thing, you don't have to meal prep the same meal for a whole week. <laughs> but maybe start trying to at least plan your meals for the day ahead. Whether in the morning or the night before, sit down with your planner and think about what's in your fridge or what you may be in the mood for. And then lay out the meals on the page the way you'd lay out clothes the night before or the first day of school. Plan a trip to the store to get some fresh grilled chicken for dinner and maybe grab a salad while you're at it. Even plan the dessert for the day. Have some healthy snacks to, on standby. And be generous to yourself and take things slow. So what if you can't cut out dessert right away? Maybe just try and save it till after dinner so you have something to look forward to. Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither will the reconstruction of your neuropathways. Don't shame yourself for having cravings. Don't even shame yourself for indulging in those cravings. <laughs> Just make better choices overall, and your minor slip-ups won't mean so much. Try to give your cravings recognition. Say to them, you know, I know you want charcuterie, but maybe since we won't have access to that today, I can curb this craving with a slice of cheese on a sandwich instead. Or I can't have a slice of cake right now since I have no access to it, so maybe eating a Greek yogurt or some fruit will satisfy my sugar craving. Or I want the harsh taste and numbing feelings that come along with a frozen rosé and two white claws, but I've cut alcohol. Maybe instead I'll take a bath and read my book, maybe make some decaf green tea to try and relax and feel good about my choices instead. I know I'm not the best example of health yet, but there's no shame in it. And with working out becoming an integral part of my routine, how I eat can somewhat be more flexible than oats and nuts every day. <laughs> I care about the happiness I feel when I eat. With misophonia, eating can be a very stressful time of the day. Just because food is supposed to be substance doesn't mean it, can, it can't be fun. Seeing how I'm an adult and making my food choices now on my own, it's important to parent myself into eating fruits and vegetables. Seeing new exciting recipes online is a luxury only cookbooks previously provided. Appreciate the fact that we can Google squash recipes for fall instead of having to buy $20 fall cookbooks at the library or at the store, Barnes & Noble, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and just recognize how much are you taking care of your body and how much are you just trying to satisfy the voices in your mind. It's important to remember that sugars, fats, and salts are addictive and the more we eat them, the more we crave. Imagine a world where your brain didn't crave sugar, where your hand didn't reach for alcohol. Imagine a world where you actually want to eat greens, where you realize your body is simply an entity of a part of a greater universal collective. We're failing our collective when we poison ourselves. We are letting down our ancestors, future generations, the people we care about, the more we encourage our untimely deaths. So stop rushing to the end of times and start taking care of and organize your body the way you take care of your farm bill. Make a sim eat that salad and drink that protein shake and go to the gym session so you can further your progress in this game called life. But also satisfy your needs. 
pay attention to your wants and ask yourself why you want them. Are you just eating your nostalgia? Are you smoking away your trauma? Are you drinking your sadness and pain away? What could you be doing instead? What might actually help you in your goals? So what if it's hard? So what if you don't see results yet? Give it time. Give yourself time and attention. Spend your most useful currency on you and see what happens. That's all I got for today. Thanks and toodles.